Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 346 46 for March 31st slash April 1st, possibly 2021. So don't fall for and if you're listening to this on April 1st, don't fall for any of those April 1st jokes because everybody's trying to trick you. So we're not here to trick you. Even if we wanted to do a different podcast, we're still enchanted Tiki Talk. So there's possible that other things could happen, but we're still remain enchanted Tiki Talk no matter what, I promise you. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> so this week, uh, Keith once again isn't here, but uh, that's fine because we don't need him. And Jesse is back this week. Welcome back, Jesse. Hey, it's good to be back. Oh, yeah, sounds like it. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. <laughs> yay, yay. Oh, Jess. Yay, yay, Jesse. Okay, so, no, I don't really have any news this week because we're recording a week ahead of time to talk about. But here's the scenario, right? You're going to Disney World. You're getting there Christmas Eve, 8 o'clock, okay? You have your choice of resorts to stay at. Saratoga, Old Key West, Caribbean Beach, or Art of Animation. Which resort are you choosing and why? Brian, uh, go ahead. I would probably say Art of Animation. I, I, that's one, um, I guess you want to say value slash moderate hotel that I do want to stay at. And plus you have the, um, the Skyway to, to go back and away, back and forth. At least you have that. Matt. Um, just because of the Skyliner, I think I would go Caribbean Beach because I haven't stayed there. Um, art animation is great. I've never stayed at Old Key West or Saratoga, but I would rather have the luxury of the Skyway or Skyliner. So I'll stay at Caribbean Beach. Jesse. I'm, you know, Christmas Eve, so I'm going to go probably over to Old Key West and stay at Old Key West, just because that's, uh, you know, I, I think that maybe I'm going to be doing more 
resort based activities just because I don't know that I'm going to go into the parks if I'm just getting there on, uh, on Christmas Eve. So I might want to enjoy that. And they've got Olivia's there, which is nice. So go have a good meal at Olivia's. Yeah, that's my then, thought as well. Yeah. I would probably do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, another, one other question. New Year's Eve, you're in Disney World for New Year's Eve for one night, okay? Can't go to the parks. You have your choice of resorts. Give me the reason, the resort and why. Contemporary, Polynesian, or the Grand Floridian. Uh, Jesse. Oh, brother. Uh, I, I, uh, hmm. Can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, are fireworks back? Um, I don't know. I can't predict the future, yes. Because <laughs> that's going to help me determine. All right, well, I'm going... I think I think I'm gonna stick with um, I think I'm gonna stick with the Polynesian, just because that again is my favorite, and I think that you know again I feel like I'm on a vacation when I'm there, on a vacation for Disney I guess it's like I feel that laid back piece. But I know we're talking New Year's Eve. Um, I like the you know the the direct line of sight to. Uh, Cinderella's castle from the beaches on the Polynesian. So, yeah, that's my answer. Brian. Um, if I'm facing um, uh, where the fireworks would be, if there are fireworks, I would say contemporary. I've watched videos online of the contemporary fireworks store, uh, not the contemporary fireworks, the New York City fireworks at the contemporary, and I think they have, they have the, one of the best views I've seen. So, yeah, that's the main reason why I would go. Matt. Um, I was thinking contemporary. I've been up there to see Wishes before. Wishes! And it's, and it's, it's different because you're at a different angle, so everything's not directly behind the castle. So, like everybody else, if I'm basing this on fireworks... I think I'd have to join Jesse and have like I probably would go inside with a cooler and fill it up with lapu lapus and then sit out on the beach and watch fireworks. That sounds perfect. It does. Until I fall in the water and get eaten by an alligator. He won't care by that point. Dude. Oh, hopefully I wouldn't <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that lapu lapu would be sent in. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got for that. That's the good little opening there. We're going to take a little break and I'm going to throw it over to Steve for the news. Steve, take it away. Hi, Steve from Disney Diary here. This is What's News. Walt Disney World guests can now use their iPhone and Apple Watch to enter theme parks with the use of the Disney Magic Mobile service. While magic bands can still be used, this is just another option being offered by Disney. Other smart devices will eventually be added to the list. You can add this digital card through the My Disney Experience app, and with it you can enter theme parks with a linked valid theme park admission and park reservation, of course. Connect Disney PhotoPass images to your account, gain access to the virtual queue for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, if you're lucky enough, 
And coming soon, you'll be able to charge your Disney Resort Hotel Folio during your stay. Lucasfilm is gearing up for a May the 4th special debut of the new Star Wars The Bad Batch, the original animated series exclusively on Disney+. The show will make its debut on Tuesday, May 4th with a special 70-minute premiere, followed by new episodes every Friday starting on May 7th. You can find the trailer online. Some refurbishment news. At the Magic Kingdom, the Main Street Confectionery and its neighbor, the Chapeau, are closed for refurbishment. The Main Street Confectionery treats are now available at the Emporium and the Main Street Cinema. Disney hats, including ears, are available at the box office gifts inside the Town Square Theater. Collectibles and artwork are at the Bonjour Village gifts over at New Fantasyland. Over at Animal Kingdom, Cali River Rapids reopens on April 2nd after some refurbishment. There's been some soft opening uh, taking place. Also on the move, taking place are tests with cast members of the People Mover in Tomorrowland. This never reopened when the park did in July. We're hoping it will return next week as well. Finally, late last week, Disneyland unveiled a major expansion plan that could mean new lands, new attractions, additional shopping, and additional parking. Dubbed Disneyland Forward, Disney is going to the public in announcing the possible changes it would like to put forth. The reason for going public? Well, it's to garner support in order to win the city of Anaheim's approval. You see, the current Disneyland Resort plan, it limits growth in specific areas. So you need to put hotels in what's called a hotel district, and traditional theme park uses need to be in the theme park district. Disney kind of wants to mix it up, and it needs the city's approval. What could be added? Well, maybe a frozen land, maybe a tangled land, maybe Peter Pan land all at Disneyland, at Disney California Adventure, maybe Zootopia, maybe a Toy Story Land, maybe Tron. Plus, how about more parking and turning the downtown Disney district into something more like Disney Springs? These are all possibilities. Again, all possibilities. None of it is firm. And we hope that there are going to be changes, but this approval process could take some time. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut. All right, we are back from break. I want to thank Steve for the news this week. Steve, thank you. And check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. So this week on the show, we're going to do a COVID-esque episode. And when I mean COVID-esque episode, uh, Steve from Disney Diary a few weeks ago put out an article about seven COVID-19 changes Disney World should keep when it goes back to normal. So we thought this is a good topic to talk about. Um, I have the article here and I'm going to, I'll read each one. We'll discuss the items here. One is personal space. He goes, I admit it. I enjoy the markers on the ground to make sure people don't crowd me while in line and standing on the sidewalks watching the cavalcade. If they, if they don't always work. I understand Disney can't keep a six-foot bubble around me once things get back to normal, but it can at least eliminate this message from cast members' playbook. If you look down and you see empty carpet, you are not you are not close enough to the person in front of you. Disney needs to find ways to keep people without moving without packing it into into locations like livestock. Um, that is a good thing. That's the one thing I. I that is always one of the things that always annoyed me is is exactly what Steve said. You know, keep moving. If you can see space in front of you, you're 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 not close enough. It's annoying. I hate having people on top of me. You know, hate it. Yeah, I enjoyed the whole social distance thing. That you know, six feet 
in front of me and back. And I just came back from a water park, and I made sure people were were nowhere near nowhere near in front of me. But in the back, when they got close to me, I just kind of asked them if they could back away for a little bit. I, I like my my distance. There's no reason to be on top of me. It's not going to make make, you, make the line go any faster. Is there anybody yeah, you like on top? I agree. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say I, I agree. I mean, I just they they do for the most part a great job with keeping everybody spaced apart, but you do still have you know areas where you get to, and you've got a group of six teenagers or whatever, and they're on their phone, not paying attention or whatever, and they are running into you or. You know, to pass the time, they're pushing each other around and they're stumbling back into you. So, you, you still it still happens. But yes, I, I did not mind whatsoever being able to stand there and you know not worry about some guy walking on the back of your feet or you know any of that stuff. So yes, I would not mind it whatsoever if, if they keep it where you're you're spaced out in the lines. Yeah, I I, I like that. I, I like that the. You know, again, the spacing is nice, uh, you know, just to have that personal space. But I also think that, you know, with, I mean, not just COVID, it's not just COVID that it's, you know, important for, um, you know, <laughs> you know, somebody doesn't take a shower or somebody's been in the park a little too long, <laughs> you know, right on top of you. I mean, heck, you get into some of those lines and, you know, especially in the summer when it's so hot. You know, you, you don't know, need to be but, right up on everybody. Right. But, you know, I do like my, my distance, but th- sometimes I do like to get some really close to somebody and smell their hair. I'm like, thank oh. President Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine, like, as bad as it is now, say, like, for instance, Galaxy's Edge, when you walk in there and there's just lines going every which way, you have no idea what's going where. But could you imagine when they're, like, full capacity? And they've got these lines going all over the place, right. spaced out. I mean, it, yeah, it would be impossible to do that. Yeah, yeah that that's the biggest thing. I that's why they can't go to capacity just yet. Well, yeah. I, I, th- I think, and, and the thing is, is like you see it in any any you know, I've seen several social media posts uh, with people being down there, and they're like, the lines are so long, they're so long, and I'm like. It looks longer than it is just because oh, yeah. you are right. spaced. But I said, this is nothing compared to what it was. Think about how long this line was single spaced. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, unreal. The line just for, I, I'd like to remind people that when Pandora, when the flight of passage used to be over three hours and people waited it. And now it's like, I mean, you're lucky. I mean, lucky getting on at an hour wait. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, when it's you, incredible. When you look at the line now for Peter Pan, it runs all the way down to uh, the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And then when yeah. you look at um, also the Mine Train, that runs all the way down to like the teacups. Yeah. And people are like, oh, there's no way this is 20 minutes. But it, it's a pretty quick line, though. Yeah. And that's how they can keep them moving. They keep the space. And then uh, that's one thing I noticed is like with the, even with the lines being longer, you're, you're constantly moving at some point. You're not standing still because you've got space to fill in. So it feels like the lines go by faster in, in my opinion, I guess. But. All right. Next Disney characters around the park due to health and safety regulations. There are no meet and greets allowed. 
So no standing in long lines for photo ops and autographs. But something even better came out. Serendipitous encounters with Winnie the Pooh and Joy running around Epcot. Chippendale sailing around the waterways of Magic Kingdom. We're having a picnic at Hollywood Studios. And other characters leaning over railways, waving, smiling, and even badgering passerbys. That's something that you see more in Disneyland than you would have seen in Disney World in years past. Yes. Um, yes. I have since I have not experienced that. I've seen videos. I've heard people talking about that. It's something I would like to experience, and it's something I like them to keep. Yeah. See, Disneyland. I love how they did that. Disneyland. You could see Mary Poppins. She'll hop on the carousel with the band with Bert, and they, they're going around the carousel. They walk around. It's more of them enjoying the park than just sitting there and taking pictures once in a while. And I do like over by uh, Figment. Who is sitting there, um, not standing there? He's over running around trying to catch butterflies. I think that's cute. I think it's a little bit different. It's it makes it a lot more fun. Kids laugh about it. I, I think it's cute. I mean, I I, I do and I don't. I, I like it. It's it's a you know it takes you back to Disney of old when they would just randomly show up in different play, places to you know pictures and autographs. I don't wish it would stay this way just for the simple fact. I know my kids enjoy you know interacting with the characters and it's impossible to do that right now so yeah if they can some way keep it where you still have you know some type of interaction where they can still you know get a an autograph or whatever um then i would be all for that but yeah it, it was great to see you know you walk through Frontierland and um chip and dale and the country bears are you know up top walking across the catwalk or whatever so it, it was it's fun to see it it's it's interesting like i said it takes you back to old Disney when they used to do it at Disney World. Um, I just wish there was some way that you could kind of have an actual interaction with them. Well, for Pooh, they actually have a little area that once in a while he'll walk over and allow people to walk, you know, six feet in front of him and turn around and take a picture. Um, yeah, some of the other characters, that yeah, you can't do the one-on-one pictures, but I, I, I'd go for either one. But I really like the how you could see Pooh in his own element, catching butterflies yeah i mean i i think there's like going back to what sean was saying you know the it feels that that feeling with disneyland and how it is and and it's different and you know um and i get it from what matt was saying too you know a lot of people the character interaction is a huge draw to walt disney world and you know you take that away i think it should stay in a hybrid situation like maybe because see it, I think we've seen characters out and about that we haven't or we don't usually see except for at special events, parties, like the the Not-So-Scary or even at the the, the Very Merry. Um, you're seeing characters like Goofy and, and out with Max as well, you know, and Max is usually not a character that you see out, but there, he's he's in, the, in, the, in one of the pop-up cavalcades that come out at magic kingdom you know and then of course you've got the characters that will line throughout the day they'll line up at the train station right under um right on the main street which is really really neat to see that but um but that interaction that one-on-one where uh, you know a kid who wants to go up and hug their favorite character princess and that's not there i i I hate that. I hate that that I know why we don't have that now, but I hate that because it's like 
that's part of that Disney magic, you know, when when you get to hug Pluto, you know, or Mickey. And you know, and now you mention it, I remember seeing my kid first seeing Mickey and running up and hugging her, hugging him. It was um, definitely a nice moment. So I do see what you're saying about the whole kid scene, their their icon they see on television to actually meet yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, three, Jesse mentioned it, character cavalcades. I haven't even seen a video on this. I hear that's a great thing. People really like that as well. Yeah, I, I think that the cavalcades and I, I mean, you know, it's not that the three o'clock parade, the standard fantasy land parade in Magic Kingdom. I mean, it was spectacular. It was great. It was a, it was always a must do that I told people, you know, you, you want to see this. But even the cavalcades, they're not, you know, on a timed rotation. So you're not going to know at, say, 10.05 it's going to come out. They're random, um, and they're, they're throughout the day. I liked them for that reason, but I also liked it because you didn't only see the cavalcades come to Magic Kingdom. You saw the cavalcades come to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and then they did the flotillas over Animal Kingdom. And to me... Having that type of interaction in those parks was great because when's the last time we had any type of parade situation in Epcot? It's been a while. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the, the cavalcades. I thought they were great. Um, like Jesse said, they were random, so you never knew which one was coming. After a time or two, you can kind of figure out by the music and all that kind of stuff, but and I'm, I'm sure the cast members love not getting the, what time's the 3 o'clock parade start? So... Um, I wouldn't mind if they stayed. It's it's cuts down. It makes it a lot easier when you're trying to get from, you know, attraction to attraction. If you're skipping the parade too, you know, you don't have you know all the people lined up on the side of the road and cutting off ma- major thoroughfares and everything. Right. Yeah, it's nice. It's um, I do miss the parades, but um, you know, you don't have to go ahead if you're trying to rush to get someplace. You're not waiting fifteen twenty minutes for the whole parade to run through. So you cross across over. It's a really quick high and by. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, next mobile order seating. I've always been a fan of mobile ordering and I assume it will remain the primary method of ordering food at quick service restaurants. Another thing that should remain is the practice of waiting to get a table until you have your food prior to the pandemic. People would sit at the table to take a break or make camp while their family waited in line to order. This is a bit, a bit more efficient and a lot less stressful. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do like the mobile ordering, but mobile order seating, I, I don't, I haven't, I don't have experience with that. And, but I understand that people waiting, to, you know, that are camping there because somebody went in line. I understand that. But then you also have the people that just sit there even when their meal is over and will sit yeah. there for another 15, 20 minutes, and that's frustrating too. So we experienced this in Epcot when we did the Regal Eagle, which was great, by the way. I enjoyed the Muppet theming. I'm a huge fan of the Muppets. Um, But, you know, we couldn't just go in and grab a table. We actually had to show wait until we had our mobile order before we could go in. And it was great because, I mean, then we didn't have to worry about finding a seat once we got our food. Because that's always like, you know, before you were having to split your family figure out where they went and I, just to give you an idea like Casey's it was always like the worst bubble spot there and and you know that it just bottlenecked so bad 
and you could get separated and you're like, okay, where did my family go? You know, nobody's here to help me. I've got these giant hot dogs, four cups, five cups of water or whatever. I'm trying to find people. It's not happening. But um, so I, I do like that. I, I think that that helps, um, you know, in, in, in regards to logistics. It keeps, keeps people moving, I think, too. It makes it more efficient. The biggest thing for me to all this was the fact they added, you can add multiple ways to pay through mobile ordering. When it, when it originally rolled out, it was whatever card you had assigned for, you know, incidentals to your room or whatever. Um, but now, like for me, we always take a, a gift card with money and that's how we pay. So you could add a gift card in there for payment or, you know, change it to a different debit card or whatever you want to do. So that, to me, that was the biggest thing that really made <clears throat> this worth the uh, the change in addition and everything. Next. Well, I really, okay. I'm sorry. No, no, I really don't have that much to say about it. Um, the mobile order is, is great. The mobile order is seating. I really didn't experience that much. I'm usually on the go grabbing something and walking around and eating it or well, actually not walking around and eating it now, but um, I, I could give it, I could take it. I could, yeah, I have no opinion about it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Keep the walk-up list. The addition of walk-up list to my Disney Experience app in September for sit-down restaurants has been a game-changer. If you don't have a reservation and you're not looking for a quick service meal at the park or restaurant, while you may not like the types of restaurants available for now, this could be expanded and quickly let you know whether it's even worth the effort to try and walk up to a restaurant or not. That's the one thing that always bugged me because you know sometimes you don't have a reservation or maybe you're in the mood for something particular I mean, like maybe you're not in mood for Italian that day and you want to go do something else and it would be great if there were availability at all restaurants for walk up to just go there and not that it was booked the whole time I, I wish that was the case at every single restaurant they'd had walk up so um, I, I, it's probably a good idea if they would keep something like that but uh, chances of them doing that in the future are slim yeah, once you, you open it up to everybody or go back to full capacity, I, I don't see a way that they could logistically, you know, keep X amount of spaces open just in case someone happens to walk up or whatever. Uh, they're going, you know, try and book it as much as they can, you know, as many people and run them in and out and keep reservations. So uh, I'm with you. I, I remember back in the days when you could walk up and, you know, at first thing in the morning and put your name on a list for a certain restaurant or whatever. And it would be nice if it stayed. I just don't know if it's feasibly something they can do. Right. Yeah, we, we utilized walk-up a couple of times um, when we were there in late January. And, uh, you know, it was nice doing that because, you know, we kind of just... It, for us, it was like a... We really planned that trip on a whim. We had We just said, hey, why don't we run a place and go down? And so we did it. Um, so we didn't have these prior, we didn't have advanced dining reservations, that type of thing. So we just said, let's just play it by ear. And uh, we ended up going to Crystal Palace and eating the new menu there. And it was fantastic. I mean, because it was walk-up, right? You know, we walked up and they had, you know, they had somebody outside saying walk-up available. So we just went right up and said, okay, let's, uh, let's see. And uh, they said, we can seat you now. And so we went in and it was fantastic. That's not going to always be the case with walk up. Obviously, I think if you're in Hollywood studios trying to walk up and do sci-fi dine, 
um, they had a walk-up system, but you weren't eating in the main dining room in, or in the dining area with the cars and the, the drive-in movie screen. And for me, I think the only reason that you'd want to eat there is to be in there. They had these tables set out outside of that. So, I mean, I guess you could go in there and get the food if you wanted to. But for me, you're paying more for the experience and not for the food. So, I don't know. Yeah, I used to walk up when I was at Magic Kingdom and I was able to get into Skipper's Canteen because usually I don't make um, reservations. I'm really into just grabbing something and going. But um, we wanted to have a sit-down dinner. So Skipper's Canteen I had a, I had luck with. But when I was at Hollywood Studios, they were all booked. They weren't doing any walk-ins, uh, walk-ups for any res- restaurants. So um, even though they have walk-ups, you really got to, you know, do that reservation if they, uh, you know, when they start offering it again. I, I feel like they do fill up a lot with this walk-up. I did not have a, a huge success over at Hollywood Studios. Alright, next, um, the new method for Rise of the Resistance Virtual Queue. This one is a biggie, is now contingent on park reservation system. When Disney made the change in November to allow you to enter the Virtual Queue from home it's from 7am, it lowered the stress level of having to join the queue while in the park. There were times when it was hard to deal with the disappointment while having to hear jeers and applause from those lucky ones who managed to get a boarding group. The at-home method is a bit more civilized and gives you the chance to come up with plan B if you don't get a boarding group. Uh, I'm sure that's something that they will keep. It probably makes more sense. It probably keeps people happier. You just got to make sure that you're up at 7 a.m. to get in there. Because now, you know, if you're disappointed, you're the one that's going to know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've right. actually got to be up before 7 because you got to start trying to get logged in and everything at like right. yeah, 6.58. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know if it's any less stressful. I, I never – the only way I've done it is the way it's currently set up. And I was just stressed. I mean, until you get to the end, it says, you know – you've got your boarding group number, you're still stressed out because this is the one thing you want to do. And if you miss out, you know, you could try again at one o'clock, but you can't guarantee that they're going, you know, have enough, you know, room to put you at that point either. So it's to me, I I don't know if it's any less stressful. Um, I get what he's saying about not being around with everybody else and listening to them cheer and you, you know, having to plan your day around not doing that, but uh, it still seemed stressful enough for me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty much the same thing. If you're in the park or at at home, it's just that you're not getting up early and heading to the park early. You know, you're just at home. You don't have to go ahead and rush to the park to get the early um, queue, virtual queue thing. You're still you're still stressing out no matter what. So, I, I would say one of the things I think it that's brilliant about it is that, like. I mean, just strategizing if you're going down and your main objective is to ride it, make multiple reservations for Hollywood Studios. And then, because usually that's the park that's usually, that always has the availability gone and all the other parks have availability. Nine times out of 10, if you're looking at, you know, outside of these two weeks, obviously. But um, one of the things is, is you get up 7 a.m., you don't get it. You can go modify that reservation and go to Magic Kingdom and then try again the next day. Right. Um, I like that. I like the, I like not, you know, because if I don't get it that 7 a.m., you know, do I really want a chance at going to the park, wait till one and then not get it again? You know, maybe I just live to fight another day and, uh, you know, 
go go hit Magic Kingdom because there really isn't you know you're early you're up early enough that you could alter your plans to do that you know especially if you're going to Animal Kingdom which opens at eight or nine you know or you know instead of ten o'clock which was you know Hollywood Studios there for a while so. yeah but if we're looking at this as things are back to normal and if they're going to keep these you know these uh, changes they made. When they oh, go back to right. normal, if you wait yeah. till the morning of, you know, you're not going to get any fast passes that you want. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good That's... plan. I mean, you still could, you know, change your plans or whatever, but it's it would kind of limit your availability what you could do. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's uh, yeah. I mean, got all about those fast passes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's going to yeah. come back paid, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Last one is. Limiting the number of groups on the Disney Skyliner. The Skyliner has become one of my favorite methods of transportation at Disney, allowing me to get between parks and even explore some resorts. Before the pandemic, there were many times we were squeezed into gondolas with up to 10 people. To go back to my first point, personal space, the number of people in the gondola should be limited below 10. Uh, I, can, I, I I get that. It's like, I understand if it's like, you know, if you're a family of four and there's just a pe- like two people, I can see that, but I don't like it when they just pack, pack, pack it in. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've been on the Skyliner is this last trip, and it was just me on a whole gondola, so that was pretty sweet. So, uh, But yeah, I wouldn't want to be crammed in there with a whole bunch of people that you know I don't know anything about. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm fully um, agree with that. I would like to have personal space, but can you imagine how long the line is going to be after that? You know, when they start, if they don't pack them up at, on the busy days, it's going to be yeah. pretty long lines. Yeah, because you can see it get really long, especially if you're staying at, you know, not, if you're not at Caribbean Beach and you're coming from Pop or if you're coming from Riviera or whatever, it you know, starts to, you know, again, my word bottleneck uh, just because they're having to load lines. Um, but yeah, the Skyliner is fantastic. I, I hope that they expand it and they expand the system. Like I know it's wishful thinking, but I would love if they could figure out how to do a Skyliner system all the way to animal kingdom. That'd be incredible. I think that would be a great long ride. So. All right, Matt, that's all I got. I guess it would so help. I'll get I, my mic there. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Can I ask a question of you guys? And, and this isn't something that they had on there, but what do you think about fast passes? I mean, is that something you want to come back or would you like it to stay the way it is? Well, I want fast pass to come back because the lines aren't going to, it's only going to get busier and busier and busier. Yeah. yeah. The lines if they're going to rise uh, capacity, it's going to get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The line's going to be way too long, but it's going to come back paid. There's no doubt about it, but it just, like the, that, like max pass yeah. at Disneyland, but yeah. probably more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it, uh, I wonder if they'll do anything with on-site guests, you know, getting, getting access to that path versus, I mean, you know, really, if you think about it, not to, to knock, if you're number one, if you're, if you're staying at all-star, let, let's say like, if you're staying at all-star, maybe you get one, you're staying at a, a moderate, you get two, you're staying at a, uh, the deluxe you get three and then you could purchase additional ones or something along those lines right um, you know something like that i mean because 
you really should and you're then you're enticing people to go to spend more and stay in a higher end resort too which is what they want right. anyway especially right. when they're taking taking away a lot of benefits for the hotels now right you need to add right. something yeah like maybe what it'd be awesome you know if they did like guaranteed rise of resistance access if you're staying at these hotels which by they the will. way yeah, I would Star think Wars they're movie. probably going to have to guarantee it for the Star Wars Hotel right. yeah, when it does come and open. Whenever that may be. So. My turn? Sure. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at KingdomStrollers.com. Put the vacation experts at MousePros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Anchin and Tiki Talk, Instagram and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can also leave us a message on the Tiki Hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI, 256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please take time to leave us on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at TikiShawn99. You can find me at MousePros Vacations, <laughs> Sean at MousePros.com. And you can find Keith at Bottom Rope, Rope Life. It's, it's top, but you know, you're close. You, you need to do like a, uh, a post-it <laughs> note and write your social media stuff and just stick it on your computer screen. So. No. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Matt Goes Dopey and Instagram as is mholly579. You can find me on all social media platforms at Brian Tesseroni as T E S O R O N I. And you can find me at South of the Border. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, no, t- Twitter, uh, Disney Dad 23, or at Facebook, Jesse Fouts or Jesse's Disney Travel, whichever one. Uh, special thanks to Steve this week for the news. Make sure you check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. And with that being said, so take it away, Alan. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan. And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. This is one of Here we go. Walt Disney World guests. I don't even know if I can say that. Guests. Guests. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> And that's just not going to work. Okay, let's try this again.